Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. If you are new to this podcast, I am a productivity strategist for multi-passionate creatives at saganmorrow.com. I help people manage their time and energy effectively through customized, actionable strategies that work for your unique life and business. When I'm not teaching about productivity to solopreneurs or doing freelance writing projects for clients, I spend my time writing romance novels and occasionally business books. And that is what this podcast is all about, the adventures of the author life. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly Podcast. Today, I want to share three tips for how to write a book when you are getting towards the end of a series. Because this is where I am at right now. My Polyamorous Passion series will have nine books in total, and each of the three trilogies within the series follows a different main character. In other words, this means that every three books, I begin a new story arc. Books one to three followed Emma's story, books four to six followed Helen's story, and I am currently writing the first draft of book seven, which will follow Scarlet's story until the end of this Polyamorous Passions series. Sidebar, if you are curious about learning more about any of these books, you can visit saganmorrow.com books for full information on all of them. Also, another sidebar, I shared eight tips for how to keep track of everything when you are writing a book series in a previous episode here on the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, so you can tune into episode 16 for details on that. Okay, now when you get toward the end of the series, it can feel a little bit daunting with the writing process. Basically, you don't want to mess things up. More than one reader has told me that their favorite character in my stories is Scarlet, which makes me so happy because I really love her too. But it's kind of funny because I think I've been putting a bit of unnecessary pressure on myself as a result. Frankly, it was much easier to write Helen, and I think that that's for two reasons. First of all, she's very different from me, so it was really easy to separate myself from her. And second, she is not a particularly likable character in the first few books of the series, so it was really fascinating to explore things from Helen's perspective and get to know her and really see how she develops into this likable, very strong-willed character. And readers love Helen once they get to know her books in once they get to know her um, in her books in the series. So it's interesting then to write Scarlet because. People already like her, and therefore, um, I think that like in my brain, I'm having, I'm applying this unnecessary pressure on myself to really do Scarlet justice. Whereas writing Helen's story was felt like a very low pressure situation because a lot of readers didn't really care much for her in the beginning. Uh, so it's just a very different dynamic and it's something really interesting that I wasn't expecting to get to uh, at this stage. Besides the characters, it can also feel nerve-wracking when you are writing the final books in a series to try to tie up loose ends or to make sure that everything comes together perfectly, or to just ensure that you don't forget about something crucial. 
So that is possibly one of the biggest obstacles that can arise when you get toward the end of the series. It can feel rather daunting because you just don't want to mess stuff up. And that often means that we get stuck and then we start avoiding the writing process. With that in mind, I have three tips that is really that are really helping me to get past this stage. Um, and I really hope that it's going to help you as well. I, I think that you'll find this pretty helpful if you are in a similar situation. Okay, tip number one. Trust that you know your characters and the world that you have built. When I began writing Scarlet's story in book seven, which is titled Her Bad Idea, I began doing a mind map of Scarlett's character so that I could get to know her better. And by the way, if you want to learn more about how to use mind mapping to organize your book ideas, then you should check out episode 44 of this Indie Author Weekly podcast because I talk all about that in that episode. And this interesting thing happened while I was mind mapping Scarlett's character. You know, I think we sometimes get this sense that there's going to be continuity errors or character inconsistencies when we are writing a story. But the more that I mind mapped things with Scarlett, the more I realized that I can't mess her up. I can't mess her up because I know her. She came from my head. When I write her doing one thing or another, even if it seems at first glance like an odd thing for her character to do, it's simply because she's human. We all do things or say things that seem hypocritical or counterintuitive in real life. Our characters in the stories we write are the exact same. And it's also just, it's interesting writing Scarlet and, and doing this mind mapping process for her character because her character in the earlier books in this series, we don't really get to see a lot of her. Um, we really saw Helen's personality come out in the first three books, butting heads with Emma, who is that main character in those first three books. And during Helen's story, we've already we already know Emma because we already saw her in the first few books. So Scarlet's been a little bit more of a background character, it feels like. So we haven't really seen much depth with Scarlet yet. So it's kind of an interesting place to be. And it also gives a little bit more space to play with that. But this whole concern around, you know, continuity errors or inconsistencies and this concern about what if a character does something that seems out of character for them, um, this actually came up for me a lot when I was writing Helen's story. I would think to myself, huh, that's weird. You know, I wonder why she did that. I wonder why she did this instead of that. And then three chapters later, I would realize, oh, obviously she did that because of X, Y, Z. You know, it makes total sense. It totally fits with her character. But I, even as the writer, didn't even quite understand why she was doing one thing versus another. And this brings me to the next advice for today's episode. Tip number two, trust your characters. Your characters are on this journey with you. They have been here right since the beginning. With that in mind, they will often know what they want before you do. They might know about their personal motivations before you figure it out. So trust that they know what they are doing and let them unfold. 
I often find that the most magical and best scenes that I write are when I give the characters free reign to just do their thing. And sometimes a character doesn't want to be around when you thought that they would. Which brings me to the next advice for today's episode. Tip number three, let go of things that are no longer relevant. Sometimes we start writing a series and we think that a character or a plot device or something will play a much bigger role later on, and then things just change. Your stories shift direction, or you uncover new pieces that are more compelling than others. In that case, it's okay to let go of the old pieces. Case in point, Helen has a sister who plays a decently important role in books five and six, and I don't think I even mention her in book seven. I initially, um, or in, sorry, (laughs) I meant Helen's uh, sister, as I have like too many, too many books going on here, guys. Um, Helen's sister plays a decently important role in books four and five, but her sister isn't even mentioned in book six, sort of that final book of, um, of Helen's story. Her sister doesn't even come up right? So I initially introduced the sister to give Helen more dimension and to show how family-minded she is. And part of her sister was also to try to have some elements of her life outside of this this trio um, of Emma, Helen, and Scarlett. I wanted to kind of demonstrate that they actually do have people that they care about outside of one another. But I realized in book six that there just wasn't a natural fit for Helen's sister to come into the story. It would have felt contrived or forced if I'd included her a bunch. And in some ways, I also I also think that this is very realistic, right? This is very reflective of real life. We all have people who we see more often than others in our real lives, and they don't have to fit into every aspect of our lives all the time. So in that sense, let your characters come and go as they please. If they are trying to be part of your story, then let them in and see what happens. And if they don't want to be around for scenes that you originally thought that they would be a big part of, then that's okay. Don't force them to be somewhere where they don't want to be. What all of this boils down to is trust yourself, trust your characters, trust your story, and trust your ability to tell the story in the exact way it needs to be told. And if you're still feeling nervous, if you're still battling that, um, that discomfort, that sort of daunting feeling of writing the last few books in a series, then just know that you can always have spinoff stories. I have many ideas for spin-off novels and short stories where I want to expand on some of the side characters, Um, And I maybe even want to write um, expansions, you know, of other scenarios. Um, I want to like dive a little bit deeper into what happens in between some of the chapters in my books. I kind of want to do a whole bunch within this world that I've created, within the, the characters that have already sort of been developed. So if you give yourself this grace and space to allow for that, to allow for that potential in future books down the line, that can really help it make it much easier to let go of things now and to trust in yourself and to trust in your characters and to trust in the process at this stage. 
Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you prefer standalone novels or a series of books? And what positive things do you see writers doing with series of stories? And also, what do you wish that they would do differently when they are writing a series? Feel free to connect with me at SaganLives on Twitter and Instagram to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. The more that you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better I can accommodate that. You can also submit your questions or topic ideas anonymously at saganmorrow.com slash question. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and rate it on iTunes. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or a review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. As with all the episodes here on Indie Author Weekly, you can access complete episode transcripts, sample chapters of my books, and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast at saganmorrow.com slash secret podcast, so hop over there to check it out. Thank you so much for tuning into the Indie Author Weekly pod- podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.